Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baskin of Phelps, 92.3 The Fan. Dan Menigan is in today for Jeff. Jeff taking a little R&R, enjoying the day. 216-474-0092. That is the number to call in. 216-474-0092. A lot of stuff going on. Obviously, the Guardians spring training. Cavaliers, double overtime loss last night. Uh, Browns checking things out in Indianapolis. So there is a lot to talk about when it comes to Cleveland sports, especially like stadiums going to look or the ballpark's going to look a little different when you go into it this year. It's really weird to go by the ballpark every day and see the, the upper deck is like missing. Have you looked in there lately? I haven't seen it in a minute, no, but I, I saw they were starting to put in the blue seats and all that good stuff. I haven't seen the upper deck. That's beyond that. You can look right through, man. It's just it's crazy. You drive in, and you're like, wow, I can't believe I can see through all that stuff. The man that can see everything, though, he is Tom Withers, and, of course, I always say, it's not news until Tom Withers says so from the Associated Press. He's on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Tom, how are you? How are you, Tom? Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? We are good. Doing well, dude. Have you driven by the ballpark lately? When's the last time you were down by the ballpark? Yeah, I was at the ballpark on, uh, what's today, Thursday? I was at the ballpark on Tuesday. Um, We had a Final Four news conference uh, that morning. And so, yeah, I stopped and took a look at the ballpark. The the ballpark is in pieces right now. Right. Um, There is so much work going on. And I just, I kind of looked at the, uh, there was a bunch of construction workers gathered there by the, you know, by the plaza there, by the left field entrance. And, God, they were moving huge sections of seats in, and, you know, there's cranes going, and everything was just so busy. I couldn't believe it, and I'm and I'm thinking, goodness gracious, they got, like, what, 30 days to get this place ready. So, And then the, I noticed the executive offices have been, like, completely gutted. There's nothing over there. I think you guys probably know that they're working out of a temporary office downtown. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, everything <laughs> everything is in flux down at uh, the corner of Connor, uh Carnegie and Ontario. Ontario and Carnegie, yeah. yeah. Uh, the good news is they're moving the home opener to Brazil. So we'll all be in good shape then, and then we can just go down there and check it out there. Oh. Yeah. 
I'm in for baseball at Copacabana Beach. You kidding me? Let's go. There you go. Fun let's stuff. Do it, baby. Let's do it. Yeah. Tom, Tom, let's start with the Cavaliers. Uh, tough one last night, but showed yeah. some showed some flaws. But I, I, you know, you go in, you make the playoffs, you win your first series. No one's going to remember a double overtime loss to the Bulls. No, true. But I always, you know, listen. I'll I'll, I'll be the optimistic view here. But you know, the, the Struce shot, you know, erased some big mistakes down the stretch in that game. Um, now. Granted, I saw Darius Garland got tackled at half court, and that should have been a call. Um, you know, Evan Mobley was unable to inbounds the ball there with eight seconds to go, which was a little bit of a troubling sign. And they've, you know, frankly kind of staggered out of the gate here after the All-Star break. So, and and then last night was one of those situations that, you know, you see on the schedule, like a back-to-back coming off of an emotional win. That wasn't exactly that surprising. And Chicago's got a pretty good team. I mean, you know, DeRozan can play, and they've got some, they've got some good parts. So, Listen, we're headed to, towards the home stretch here. I think everybody would be very satisfied if I told you before the season that the Cavs would be 20 games over 500, not knowing the circumstances that they were going to have to deal with. So, you know, they're in a pretty good place. Um, but let's let's be honest. At the end of the day, this is good. what all that's going to matter this year is how they do in the playoffs and whether or not they can get past a round or two. The only thing that concerned me coming out of that game and was the fact that they got out rebounded 73 to, to oh 39. Oh my goodness. That yeah. was that was the one because I was like, oh man, I feel like I'm watching this Knicks series in replay right now. This is mm. not good. No, that's a fair point, Dan. And and when you saw the way Orlando played them last week, right, which was kind of pulled straight from that Tom Thibodeau notebook, like let's be physical with this team, you know, let's push them around and do what we can. Now, you know, the good thing for the Cavs this year is for the most part they've pushed back, right? Jared Allen has been a, a different kind of player this year. Evan Mobley, when he's been on the floor has shown those moments where he's he's obviously gotten bigger and stronger. You know, you can see it in his shoulders and and, the, and his arms. Uh, so physically, he's coming along. It's just that mental switch that I think sometimes needs to be turned on for him. You know, there's moments where, you know, he still grabs the ball and he's looking to pass it first when you're thinking, boy, I'd love to see him put the ball on the floor and take a power move to the basket and, and challenge somebody, try to dunk on them. You know, I mean, you see that at Jared Allen every once in a while. So, yeah, it's, you know, listen, uh, and I think we're still trying to figure out, you know, and well, JB's trying to figure out, but as you know, all the all the armchair co- coaches at home here are trying to figure out what rotations work best. Um, I think the great thing that is that has emerged here, guys, this year is that last year, this team didn't have any depth. Now they've got almost too much at times. You know, you know, unfortunately, you're seeing that Sam Merrill is becoming less and less important, but he may have to emerge, he may have to reemerge at some point here. Um, you know, Max Strus the other night, you know, putting on a shooting barrage like he did shows you the depth of this team. And I tell you what, Karis Levert to me, you guys, has been like such an unsung hero for this team all year. Sure, are there games where he doesn't shoot well and and doesn't deliver, but you know, there are nights where he's he's flirting with a, a double double or a triple double. He's been a real facilitator, and and sometimes, frankly, there's there's times where he seems like he's the only guy that's that's really trying to make a strong move towards the basket. So. Yeah, listen, there's still a lot of time left for them to, to figure out all, you know, all the little things that they need to before they get ready for the playoffs. And, uh, boy, this, this season has all of a sudden accelerated quicker than I expected. So what do you think the biggest thing is that they learned from last year that they'll be able to take into this year? I, for me, you just don't get experience until you get it, right? And so I got to believe that there's some yeah. hard feelings about last year about the way just underachieved. And going into yeah, that, and a, can they suck that into this year? That's my question. So 
certainly that's a big part of it, Andy. I think it's also, and listen, I'm, I'm going to sound like a coach here for a second, but it's about valuing those possessions, right? It's about really taking care of the ball when it when it matters most. And and to your point, Andy, I think that that's the only things that you gain through experience. And and listen, I, I think every team that we've ever seen that has been on a you know a trajectory towards a championship, whether it be a conference championship or the NBA title, has got to go through growing pains. And this team is no different. And I think. There are also times where we forget, and I, I catch myself doing this as well, that you forget that Evan Mobley would be a senior in college right now. I mean, the kid is still, you know, learning the game and, and, and learning how to play it at the very highest level. So, um, you know, all things said, I think, you know, this team has already provided some exciting moments this year, and I think we're going to see more to come. Tom Withers, the Associated Press, joining us on the North Upstate Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. I think the other one I took away from yesterday's game that put a smile on my face, Tom, just because we've talked a lot of negative, but here's the positive. Darius Garland looked like Darius Garland yesterday. Like He did. That shot did. looked good. The finish looked good. Like It looked like it was starting to click finally. Yeah, and I, you know, it's, it's funny you say that, Dan. I noticed that the other night as well um, against Dallas. He was kind of playing with a, a little bit of a different pace. He was playing a little more of like that, that quick Darius Garland, fast twitch muscle all over, you know, flying through the lane, looking to looking to pass the ball, looking for his shot um, that we haven't seen. And I think, in fairness to Darius, I mean, I've, I've never broken my jaw, but I know a couple people who have. That's an awful injury. And, you know, never mind the physical toll that it takes on you. And, you you know, you lose weight and, and you can lose some muscle. You also lose some confidence. I mean, you know, he broke his jaw in a very routine play, you know, driving to the basket on Porzingis up in – in Boston in December. And so I think there's a mental hurdle that he had to overcome as well about, you know, taking the ball inside there against, against big guys. I think, you know, he's, he's only human, right. He's got to, he's got to deal with all those things as well. But I think the thing that struck me, Dan, more than anything else was that he was playing faster. And I think that's probably coming straight from, you know, from, from the coaching staff is like, you know, Darius, do you go out there and, and make things happen. And I think we're seeing, you know, little bits of that here and there now. All right, uh, let's switch gears over to football for a second. Combine going on in Indianapolis. Um, your thoughts on that, what the Browns should kind of be looking for? I don't know that you can mm. give me a grocery list now because of free agency being first, yeah. but there are that things the Browns everything. will need next year, and free agents are going to want to sign that, that are their free agents right now. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm i one of these people that kind of, and I and I don't go to the Combine only because if, at, at the AP we would have to send, you know, 32 writers, which – turns into an exorbitant cost, you know, regardless of what our budget might be. But um, so I kind of keeping an eye on it from afar. I don't put a ton of stock in it. Um, I, I think it's a great opportunity for, you know, for the Browns, especially with a, you know, basically a new offensive coaching staff to kind of get together and, and figure things out from that standpoint, you know, Hey, we're still dealing with the, the aftermath of the Deshaun Watson trade. So there is not a number one pick. You know, I think they picked what 54 is the, is the top pick. I thought it was interesting to hear Andrew Barry say the other day that he's not, doesn't do well with, with money in his pocket, which kind of led me to think that he's, you know, if the, if the right move comes along or the right trade presents itself, that he'd be enticed to make a move out of that spot. You know, to me guys, they're the the, the shopping list begins and ends with wide receiver. I really think they need, to make a significant upgrade there, whether that's to, to pair a, you know, a fellow number one, if you want to call him that with Amari Cooper, but I think they need an upgrade and some more depth there. You know, there were some moments last year where Elijah Moore looked like the Elijah Moore that the Browns were hoping that they would get, but that, that didn't really pan out until Joe Flacco got here. Let's be, let's be quite honest. Uh, the Marquise Goodwin thing. And I know he had some, 
some, you know, some serious injury issues early on, and but that really never panned out. Cedric Tillman had a hard time getting on the field early. I think we saw some flashes there. But to me, you know, this is all about Deshaun Watson going forward and surrounding him with the, the right offensive pieces. And I think that begins and ends with wide receiver, at least for this draft and this free agency class. So, Tom, they also announced that they are heading back to the Greenbrier and then joint yeah. practices with the Minnesota Vikings. They keep talk, coming back to how important this Greenbrier trip was, and it seems like they're trying to emulate it again. Did does it did it have the impact that they think they'd have? Yeah, you know, it, it's it's interesting, Dan. That you know, while we were down there, and I was I was lucky enough to go down for five or six days down to Greenbrier, and um, barely came home. That's for another time. I almost uh, I took my bike down there and almost collided with a golf cart going about forty miles an hour. Oh no! Um, on <laughs> down a hill, which was um, one of the scariest moments of my life anyway. So I've got my own memories. Of Did anybody yell four either side? Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was, it was quite a, quite an event anyway. Wow. Um, Sorry to hear that. It was, it, yeah. Thanks. It was, it's all good. Um, it was interesting to hear how as the, as the year unfolded um, and this started fairly early on guys is that players kept referencing back to Greenbrier and, and the bond that they were able to build there. And so, that continued just to get reinforced and reinforced. And you could really tell that, you know, and much like this Cavs team, and, and I know that, you know, people kind of sometimes dismiss it, but when you're around players and guys that get along together and you, you can, you can literally feel it. And we felt that last year, especially in the Browns locker room. And trust me, over the, over the last 25 years here, those years have been few and far between. So there was something genuine about it, Dan. Um, and I think, you know, all those good vibes, you know, led them toward an 11-6 season, despite all the issues they had, despite playing five starting quarterbacks, et cetera, et cetera. So I think they feel like, hey, you know what? That model worked well. We've seen with other teams, uh, you know, the, the sense of, of, of bonding and, and kind of commitment that guys get when they get away from the facility. And I think I think it's all a good, positive thing. And um, yeah, I'm going to talk to my boss later today about <laughs> I'll book in a room in July now. Hey, remember when I didn't need to go to Indy? Well, now I kind of think I need to go to Greenbrier. But you may <laughs> yeah. also need to put some money away to go to Brazil. Well, in the, yeah, no kidding. But the great thing about, you know, those kinds of situations, too, from a media standpoint, guys, is that we do get, we do get great access. And it's a, you know, it's an opportunity where, um, you know, it's very different talking to a guy in a locker room in Berea midweek than it is to sit outside in the sunshine in West Virginia in July and get to know people. And, you know, still at the heart of my job is, is relationship building and, and gaining trust of whether it's a coach or a front office member or a player. And so, you know, those things are valuable for me. And I, I, I never overlook those opportunities to try to, you know, make my job a little bit easier by getting to know these people. So, Tom, I, I thought it was interesting because Dan and I were talking about this before. The NFLPA mm-hmm. comes out with these grades for franchise organizations. Yeah. And Kevin Stefanski, and it was it, my son actually brought it up to me yesterday. He was like, "What do you think of this, Dad?" And I was like, well, "What do you mean?" And I go, "What kind of grade did Kevin get?" He goes, "B, B minus." I go, "Okay, that's good. There's nothing yeah. wrong with a B." He goes, "Dad, look at the list. Look how far down he is on the list. Twenty eighth." And I was like, "Wow, I, I don't know. I just yeah. I didn't expect that." What was your reaction? Well, I don't. Son? You know, I don't know how. You know, did it say how many players voted? Did it say, you know, who, you know, did somebody, you know, somebody that got an ax to grind, did they give him an F? Did that balance out with the A that he got from Nick sure. Chubb? You know, I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know exactly how that thing was, you know, presented to the players or what have you. I don't, I don't put a heck of a lot of stock in it guys. I mean, listen, 
they got a D or whatever for facilities. And then you walk in over in Berea and you're like, okay, there's their cryotherapy chamber and there's their, uh, you know, their, their, their posh, this, that, or the other. So they I were out know, of great Poupon the last time listen, I was there. I was yeah, so we, dis- listen, I was so all the recliners were filled. Oh, I had to sit on the floor. You, right. I don't have to tell you guys, we live in a different world than, than the, the modern professional athletes. So, um, you know, I think they've got all the amenities that they need to make a good run at the AF, AFC North title next year. All right, Tom. So then let's, uh, well, wait, we never got a re- reaction from you. Did you, uh, what do you think of the Browns possibly going to Brazil? Do you think that's something that's on the table? Or do you think that's something that's good for the league? I do know that it's on the table, and um, they have not heard yet officially, but it is obviously a very strong possibility as it was presented to me. So, yeah, I think, you know, listen, we, you know, we've seen this with the NFL. They're, they're, they've tapped into that global marketplace, and whether that's in uh, Dusseldorf or in, in Rio, they want to expand the game, and they want to use these opportunities to, to grow the game internationally. You know, I don't know if in our lifetimes, guys, we will see a – team based in london or or you know wherever else you want to say in europe or in south america but um yeah i think it is good i think it's interesting that you know hey again you know traveling to west virginia is one thing and then heading down to sao paulo is is an entirely different thing so i think it would be kind of cool um you know from a selfish standpoint i don't know if i'd be making that trip that would be probably um you know something that the, the ap would have to consider in terms of you know cost cutting and what have you so but yeah, I do think it's good. I, you know, I, I don't want to put too much travel on a team's plate, though. Um, you know, you saw, and, and the Browns were able to, to navigate this. I mean, they made some, they made a lot of trips last year, right? And they had a, you know, beginning with, uh, you know, West Virginia, and then you know the Canton Hall of Fame thing. And I know that's a short trip, at least for the Browns. But then they had the West Coast thing, and we all saw that that didn't go very well, even though they stayed out in LA for a week. So, you know, by and large, I, I think it's a good positive thing, not only for the Browns or for the NFL if they do play in Brazil. All right, quickly, got about a minute left here. Just your general yeah. thoughts on the Guardians as we get closer to the season. And just, you know, it's it, for me, Tom, it's weird because, like, you look at power rankings, they're like 20th, 20th. But you know yeah. what? That might put them uh, That might put them in second place in the AL Central. And just, let's look yeah. and see what Arizona did last year. So I mean, hope isn't lost early the way it used to be when I was young. But it's just no, I, it's interesting going into this thing. I agree with you, you know, and listen, I, I think, you know, for me, you know, one of the big, you know, not a telltale sign, but something I'm going to watch closely is, you know, Shane Bieber's first outing is coming up this weekend. And um, I think it'll be interesting to see if he does get that uptick in velocity, because we all know here it's, Hey, it's to me, it's going to start and end with this pitching staff and the health of this pitching staff. You know, people want to talk about last year, which I believe what 76 and 86, they ended, you know, without having Tristan McKenzie and, and Shane Bieber, essentially in the rotation for the majority of the season. So, you know, we can, we can talk all we want about this team needing a power hitting outfielder and they do need one. There's no question about it. Um, And they got to find a way to, to, you know, create more runs. But I think with this, with a a new manager in Steven vote that there's, there's all kinds of reasons to be optimistic and to be hopeful. And as you mentioned, Andy, you know, anytime you're playing the AL central, you've got more than a fighting chance. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see the way that, that Boat handles this staff. I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, the mistakes that Boat, you know, makes early on and, and has to make, make corrections for them. I think they do have some interesting pieces in this lineup, and he's going to have to figure out a way to, to put it together to maximize what they have without having, you know, that, that big bopping bat. So 
and and I'll be honest with you guys, I've been keeping an eye too on some of those free agents that are still kind of working out there and wondering whether or not they make a move at some point. Um, so yeah, keeping an eye on them. And um, you know, the, the good thing, guys, is despite the the snowfall we had this morning, that spring is on the way, and that always that always breeds optimism and uh, and and hope. So close. Thank you, Tom. Always appreciate your time. You're the man. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll take, talk to you soon. Care. Tom Withers from the Associated Associated Press. It's not news until Tom Withers says so. He was on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Time now for a 2020 with Andrew Odie. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baskin and Phelps, 92.3 The Fan. We're going to talk a little basketball here. Have you seen how much the tickets are for... Ohio State, Iowa women. Have you seen the numbers on these? If you haven't, we're going to talk about it in just a few moments. I want to talk about the Cavs before we get to that, too. We talked to Tom Withers. Um, you know, I, I would say generally with Tom from the Associated Press talking about the Cavs, I feel like he thinks they're going in the right direction. And we're still trying to, like, I, I think we're all just kind of pushing to the playoffs right now. We all are. Right. Everybody's looking at this season for the Cavs and saying the exact same thing which is, you know, your your hardcore NBA fans have had an eye on it. They want to see how this evolves. They want to see if they figured out some things that, that plagued them. But the vast majority of the fans are looking at this and going, okay, call me when the playoffs start because we got embarrassed by the Knicks last year, and I don't want to be embarrassed again. And so can this team not embarrass in the postseason? So did last night scare you then because, you know, on the boards they struggled, and that's what the Knicks did to the Cavs in the playoffs last year, especially offense. No, it did go to double overtime, and – you could chalk it up, and I can give you a million excuses, especially on the on the back end of a back to back with a win, trying to get a win on the road, and coming off the amazing win the night before, where Max Drews hits a well, almost a fifty footer to win the game, and so I mean, there's a lot of emotions riding high coming out of that, and you ask yourself in a back to back, what's the goal here? Are we trying to split for twenty games over five hundred. Same token, though. You know, you want to win those games. You got to feel like you can win those games against Chicago. I, I can give you every excuse and go, okay, that's a reason to lose. 
I think the biggest excuse I'll give you is if you win in the playoffs, no one cares about a double overtime loss at the end of February. Well, right. I mean, that's how all of this stuff that that has been the operating procedure of the Cleveland Cavaliers since the Donovan Mitchell trade has just been okay. Call me when the playoffs start. It's almost. And it's not exactly like this. It's why I'm going to say almost like, so please don't call up and start yelling at me. It's almost like we're back to LeBron times where it's like, really? okay, well, in the way that people are looking at it, like, okay, call me when the playoffs start. Okay. I don't care about a game in late February that was lost to double overtime. Call me when the playoffs start. Call me when the playoffs start. I don't care. Call me when the playoffs start. Like how many times did you hear that from 20, I don't know, 2007 to, to when, or 2000. Four to after the Cavs beat Detroit with L LeBron, LeBron uh, 1.0 after they beat Detroit to get to the finals. That's all you heard about. That's what it took to get there, to have that feeling, that feeling of arrogance of we own the playoffs. This is us. Let's go forward, which is okay, man. I like being the alpha bug. I've, I loved it. I well, loved it. There are things in this game, and we talked a little bit with Tom, and a little bit what you saw out of it, and he brought up the good point, which is that out of the gates, they've kind of scuffled a little bit coming out of the all-star break. And some of that is, you know, had to do with Donovan Mitchell not exactly being well. You know, we all know that the flu was floating around the all-star game and that guys were, you know, sick coming out of it. But the things that stood out to me in that game, one of them is it was the first game in a long time where they got out physically. And that was the one that, was an eye-opener. Again, they got out-rebounded in this game, and I know, double overtime. 74-39. to 39. I mean, the Bulls grabbed 74 rebounds on them. Andre Drummond in this game grabbed 26 rebounds. DeMar DeRozan at 10, Vucevic had a 13. I mean, that's massive. That's an eye-opener. Kobe White had eight boards in this game, too, and Kobe White's a point guard. You know, as much as we want to say he's a little bit taller for a point guard, fine, whatever. This was the first time in a while that I had seen Jared Allen and Evan Mobley get pushed around and out physical the way that they did by Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hartenstein in the playoffs. Or Hartenstein. How are you supposed to pronounce it? Frankenstein. Frankenstein. It doesn't matter. Walk this way. That's right. But that was the eye-opener of this game. That was like the downside eye-openers. I went, oh, man, this is... This is brutal. They've got to find. I missed, and I can't believe I'm saying it. I missed Tristan Thompson last night. I missed having somebody with some heft to him. When is he back? I, I just I don't think he is. But I missed somebody who had some heft to him. I missed somebody with a little extra muscle. I missed somebody who was a little more, a little bigger than what you have out of Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. And Evan Mobley would get there at one point. Same thing with Jared Allen, who's younger than you think. They may end up being able to put that muscle on. They may end up being able to put that strength on. But, boy, you missed him last night when you were getting pushed around a little by those bigger guys. Uh, I, I mean, I just I, – I, it doesn't bother me that they lost, right? I'm not, like – I'm not right. bothered it's that not they lost. It's not or anything yeah, like that. Right. This is the first eye-opener that I'd had this season that was kind of a – oh, boy. That wasn't a positive eye-opener. There have been a lot of positive eye-openers this year. This is probably the first negative eye-opener that I had this season. That was like, okay, here's something here. And then Tom bringing up that Magic game on top of it, where again, got pushed around a little. And that was that was what Tom Thibodeau did. They kind of pushed him around a bit. 
And most of the time, the Cavs this season have responded back by being a more physical team than what they were. And last night was the first time it was like, uh, maybe not. On the positive side of last night, Darius Garland looked like Darius Garland. True. He really looked like Garland. That shot looked good. Like Thompson, that phonetic energy, all of those different things that came with it, he started to look like Garland. And that really put a smile on my face because I had sorely missed watching that guy be able to penetrate, kick out to open guys, make the right pass. That jumper started to look like Darius Garland's jumper as well. All right, so just a point of reference. Tristan got the suspension on January 23rd for 25 games. So kind of do the math on that. Does that make sense to you? Now I got to see what the record was on the 23rd. So I have to go back and count. You, you can you, you you can math all you would like. I think they're going to need to go to the buyout market for somebody. I think that's probably going to end up being the answer. I think you got to buy it. I don't have the date in front of me. I know it's early March is when you have to have your buyout guys set. So I hope that they saw what happened last night and try to get somebody in who is a veteran presence who can board and play some defense and maybe hit some rim rolls, and that's about it. Like, if you could find your version of of end-of-career Tyson Chandler, that would be awesome right now because that's exactly what they they need somebody with some heft to them. And I'm not saying, you know, go find the fat guy. I'm saying, like, get somebody with some muscle who's not going to get pushed around in some of these series so that you don't have to worry about this because last night was an eye-opener to me. Joe is in Cleveland. Hey, Joe. All right, Joe. Hey, guys. You know what? Tristan is the answer right there because for some reason he don't want to play anybody else to back up Allen, and he's getting a little worn out, especially put a big body on him. We were throwing bricks up, so nobody boxes out better than uh, Drummond. But, you know, I mean, that, that that's what kind of bothered me there. It's like – and then, Mitchell, if you want to be the man, make that free throw, bro. Yeah, they've missed a lot of throws in that game, man. That that did me in, too. I was shaking my head a few times on some of those free throws. That's a good LeBron call, LeBron would have missed that. Look what LeBron did last night, 21 in the fourth. You know what I mean? Just, oh, that was a, if you want to be the, that was you want to be the man, you better finish it at crush time. Even, look, even Garland, you know, he was hot, and all of a sudden, when we needed him in that fourth, he couldn't hit. Joe, so, thank yeah. you. Appreciate it. Have a good day, man. Uh, Steve is in Cleveland. Steve, Hi, Steve. Phone call. Hey, Steve-O. Hey, guys. Hey, listen, uh, a lot of those rebounds came off hard, guys, and the, the guards got caught underneath. They they have to do a better job. The guards have to do a better job so that doesn't happen. You know, it's one thing to get boxed out. It's another thing for the ball to come off the rim hard and go right back to the guy. So I blame a lot of that on the guards, too. Yeah, some of it, of course, falls on guards and all that stuff. And and as we know with rebounding, as much as we all laugh at Dennis Rodman explaining it in the last dance, like some of it's luck. You know, some of it is, okay, if it bounces off hard and you get long rebounds. I don't know, man. When Andre Drummond's grabbing 25, and, and I watched I watched every dribble of that game, that got pushed around. And it was the first time all season I was like, oh, crud. So you're right. And, and Joe on Mitchell, Mitchell had an off night last night. I know the box score – looks a little bit better and the box score looks differently than you know what I'm saying here. I mean played forty four minutes. He only had nineteen points in this game. He missed some shots. He didn't look like Donovan Mitchell. He looked like he was worn down. He looked like a guy who was on the back to back to definitely state the least. And you know, you're gonna run into that sometimes. That, that's that's a schedule loss. Looking at those numbers based on Tristan's suspension, go back to that. I think it's like March 16, 18, somewhere there. He'd be back after twenty five games, which would leave him like fifteen, sixteen games left on the back end of the season. So, boy, they needed it yesterday. 
because Drummond was everywhere. And I can't stand Andre Drummond. I don't think he's a winning player, but boy, he was everywhere last night. All right, let's. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking with basketball here for a second. Maybe we talk a little bit more Cavs, but I, I don't go into this. Uh, what would you pay to go watch Ohio State Iowa? Because the ticket prices for this game coming up, the final regular season game of the season between Ohio State and Iowa, uh, are through the roof. We'll talk about those when we come back here in a second. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Are players actually tired or are they being told they're tired? There's one coach that kind of thinks they're being told that they're being tired. We'll talk about that coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. It's Baskin and Phelps. He's Dan Menigan. I am Andy Baskin. 216-474-0092. That is the number to call in. All right, so a lot of hoopla, a lot of talk about uh, Ohio State and Ohio State going up against Iowa. Iowa's final home game of the season could it be Caitlin Clark's final home game of her career at Iowa? Yeah, there's a chance. Um, but it's, and from what it's Dan, what you're reading and what I'm reading, probably the same, right? Probably is. Yeah, it sounded like so. She's got one more year of eligibility if she wants it, um, because she is a you know we're still dealing with the tail end of the COVID. Everybody got a year because of the COVID season, right? And so. It's looking like she's going to go to the WNBA draft. She'll be the first overall pick. It's just a matter of her choosing if she wants to come back to Iowa for one more year. We're not going to get any kind of decision, of course, till the end of the year. It would probably be if Iowa doesn't win the national championship, she would come back. Like that's the, At least to me, that's the only way I think she would come back. Gotcha. That she would even think about it. Or even if she doesn't, I wonder if she still goes to the WNBA. All right, so they are saying that tickets for this game, highest ever, in women's basketball history. This is nuts. It's number six, Iowa, number two, Ohio State. Okay? And this is a story I just saw. It was released uh, by Spectrum News 1. Just saw this. Here we go. Ready? Uh, currently on TickPick, average ticket price for the game is, want to guess what the average price is? It's more fun when you guess. 120 bucks. Hody's never going to get this. Hody, guess. Hody, he's, don't He's guess. getting sound and he's not paying uh, attention. No, no kidding. Uh, average ticket price for this game, $550. Holy smokes. What would you pay? For a college basketball game. Yes. $550. Now, let's just think forward on this. 
what happens if Ohio State and Iowa make it to the finals in the NCAA tournament? And, by the way, I could almost throw a baseball to where they'll be playing from here. I couldn't. My arm's not that strong. I don't know how far. Maybe I can get it to the county building. I could probably throw it. I bet you could. A, a little bit of warm-up. You bet you could. You, you uh, could definitely hit it to there. I don't know. I, I don't. It could probably roll to East Ninth from here. Maybe. Uh, so the average ticket price is five fifty for this week's game. Can you imagine what it would be for the finals of the NCAA tournament? Insanity. It, would be it doesn't even matter if it's Ohio State in that game. It could be anybody against Iowa for the finals if they knew it was their last game. Hundred percent. It's so, and it's to her benefit to not say a word. It's so cool to me how Caitlin Clark in Iowa in the NCAA women's game has been way more of a talking point is the wrong way to put it, center of attention than anything that has taken place in the NCAA season, college basketball. You're saying it's the biggest story in college basketball all year? This is the biggest story in college basketball all year, and it's not even close. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know who you would put near it. No, if you want to say... I mean, I know Indiana State's playing well for the first time since Larry Bird, but, like, that's not even the size of Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark is insane. I mean, she's must-see TV. You've got people... When she broke that record, they put it on Peacock. You had people going to Peacock to watch a college basketball game who don't live in Iowa. I mean, just think about that out loud. That's insanity. All right. Do you want to guess what first row seat is? Oh, what that's three grand? For? More. Really? Five? 3800 Okay. A first row seat you would have to expect to pay around $3,853. Now, I wonder if the bump at the end of the game from the fan increased the ticket prices because if you're an Iowa fan, you want revenge <laughs> against Ohio State. Could that be the reason why, or is no. it because they want to say they were there for her last home game? I think some of it is I want to be there for her last home game. I think some of it is also I'd like to revenge Ohio State from the loss. I don't think the bump has anything to do with it. The bump like, is... That has become a side story, especially with all the other storming the floor stories. So you're looking at, I mean, the Ohio State could play Iowa three more times, right? They play end here. They could possibly play in the Big Ten tournament. Then they could possibly play again in the NCAA tournament. Oh, that'd be awesome. Be that'd cool be in downtown here. That'd be outstanding. Do you know how electric our city would be for that? Be unbelievable. I mean, you would, you would have the biggest, you'd probably have the biggest college basketball game. I mean, if it's if it's Caitlin Clark in Iowa, and it's between Ohio State and they're somehow on two different sides of the bracket, or even if it's the rematch against LSU from last season, you're that's the biggest story going on. Like that's the biggest that game will be bigger than the NCAA tournament game. The men's if, game. If Ohio, I'm game. sorry, if Iowa makes the championship yes. game here in Cleveland, you know what they'll be saying, right? You it's know, fixed. no, no, that's not what they'll be saying. People will be asking what? Why is that game not in a dome? Like the men. You know I'm right. Oh, why don't I'm they have I'm 100% it a... right. Oh, 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 okay, now I'm tracking. All right, because I'm initially like thinking you're saying this, and I'm like, Rocket Warriors Fieldhouse has a roof, Andy. I don't know what you're talking about. Why they is that game not being played in a dome here. like the men? That's exactly what you're going to hear. Oh, and they might be kicking themselves on the fact that it's not because – I mean, could you imagine if you could put that in Lucas Oil? I mean, fill 60,000 seats easy. 
if they would use the entire uh, the entire because for basketball they still cut it they they make it really big but they still put a curtain up there and they can kind of make it a little smaller for basketball right and help it help the, the sometimes a bit. yeah sometimes this one though I don't know if you would have to I mean it it might be the one but again it's not like the Q's a small arena it's not like you know or, or I should say Rock and Merch I am telling you that people will be upset because the game's not in a dome. What's the P. Franklin line? Uh, give throw people free ice cream. Half the people are going to complain that it's not chocolate. Exactly. What's the story of the X? Everybody's got a problem with everything. True. The only things the only things in this world that have a 100% approval rating is Dolly Parton, and I think that might be it now. For a while, we had somebody else up there, but now I think it's just Dolly Parton. Who doesn't? Oh, that's true. I would say free food, but someone will complain about it. Someone will complain about it. Yeah, you're right. Vanilla versus chocolate. I think it's just Dolly Parton. Jim is in Strongsville. Hi, Jim. What's happening, Jim? Hey, guys. Listen, I get it. Like, the women's game is more compelling right now just because of the personalities of the teams. The the ladies stay there longer because they can make more money and be more relevant in college basketball than they can in the WNBA. But also, we need to take into account that we are the Johnny-come-latelys to this. Don't kid yourself that the Final Four isn't sold out with ridiculous prices for the women the last 15 years. This year might be really more of an extreme, but it always is. Just because we're new to the scene doesn't mean that it's not a it's not a popular event and a sold-out crazy ticket to get under normal circumstances. Right. That's why I'm just oh, saying imagine yes. the fact that it's the average ticket price for the last regular season game is 550 What's it going to be well, if they I, end I up look, here? Guys. What? I have looked because I thought because it's in Cleveland and I right. the personalities or whatever, I actually looked for tickets. When I looked three weeks ago on the secondary market, I could have gotten in for $350 for two seats up in the you know Loudville section. Yeah, yeah. I, I went now. I didn't do it, and I'm kicking myself for having not done it because now I'm logging back in. I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll look at doing this now, and now they're 650 to $700 for wow. those same seats. So I'm just saying, by the time it gets there, no matter who's in the game, it's going to be obnoxious. Oh, yeah, it's going to go up. You're going to get those fan bases showing up for it. It's just, it's one of those moments where it's like the, the women's game is growing, and this Caitlin Clark thing, especially if she ends up being there, it only skyrockets further. And you guys haven't even brought up, like, they're rabid fan bases down at LSU, yeah. South Carolina. Right. I mean, these, it's crazy. And they, you know, they've gotten discounted. But listen, if you would have told me two years ago, I'd be talking about women's college basketball as often as I am. And a lot of it has to do with gambling. You no, know, it just does because I, when the women's tournament was going on last year, I was just couldn't get enough of it. I, I would have thought you were crazy. I was breaking down South Carolina and uh, Iowa. I'm like, I, what, when have you. I ever done anything like that? But Look it's, at you. it's compelling. It's a great game, and it's and it's been great this season. And on top of that, I mean. The men, Jim, and maybe I'm wrong because I haven't had a real eye on college basketball. I'll out myself on that one. It's not a whole lot of compelling players or stories or anything like that. Everybody keeps telling me this year's a down draft anyway. Is that still the case? I have no idea. I yeah. wouldn't pay attention to it until the tournament starts. He only cares what too. the line is. Come on, That's Jim. Well, listen, I watch the Mac, and I, I, I always got to tune in for Akron and Kent, and then anytime OU plays, I always got to flip that on. You know, I'm like, don't, don't be starting on the. I'm a Mac guy, and the fact that they don't get two teams in most years is is ridiculous. It's, aggravated. It, it's just not fair. It's not right. I don't know what the stigma is to the Mid American Conference because the problem with the, the Mid American Conference is the Mid American Conference. They beat each other up all season long. Well, and there's good teams and there's parity in the league. That's the problem with the Mac. That's, it always is. I take I if for ever since my kid was little I would pull him out of school and take him to the whole day of Mac tournament on Thursday down down at the Q or Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse 
And for anybody out there listening, it is a great time to pull your kid out. You can enjoy four games over the course of an entire day. It is one of the best events, and you will I trust me, your kid will love it. Your wife might not like it, but it's I always find, play. Jim, here's what I find amazing about the Mid-American Conference Tournament. You could go to Quicken Loans Arena a, a million times or the field out, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse a million times, and it feels one way for a Cavaliers game. When you put college teams in there with, with bands, it's a totally different feel. Totally oh, different feel. It's awesome. It, and it doesn't just have to be. I know that they get bigger crowds when it's Kent and Akron, but it doesn't just have to be. I was there one year when uh, Western Michigan, the Broncos, were like the number one seed and whatever. Those fans came in, in mass to that game, and it was crazy. It's just, it, look, people will travel to it. It's the college atmosphere, and you're right. The band makes the difference. Absolutely. Jim, thank you. Appreciate your phone call. Yeah, it's just, it's totally different. Now, oh, yeah. I can only imagine what it's going to be like for the women's Final Four. And, you know, we were talking to uh, Tom Withers earlier, and they were, you know, they're getting ready for that, too. It's just going to be an amazing weekend for it's that women's Final Four because you've got the home openers that weekend, the eclipses that weekend, and the women's Final Fours that weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. So It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm excited already for how much this place is going to be going nuts with all this stuff going on. The women's final four is going to be great, and it's going to be, and you're going to see again that place is going to be packed, and you're going to be the center of the sports universe is going to be right here in Cleveland because if it is Iowa, eyeballs will be there, and if it's Iowa LSU, you'll have a ton of eyeballs. All right, let's come back. I want to talk about uh, players being told they're tired, and are they buying into what they're being told? Is it analytics? One coach uh, went off on this a little bit earlier this week, and we're going to play that for you when we come back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 